0: Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. All right, welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. We're here with uh, Phil Mosier, as usual, and Kevin Donnelly from Discount Tire. Kevin, how are you?
1: I'm
2: doing well. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on. Phil, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Bob. And uh, Kevin, thank you for uh, joining us today. It's good to be here. Yeah, for sure.
0: Kevin, do you want to give a quick introduction on um, on, on yourself and um, what you do at Discount Tire?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a strategic growth manager here on our fleet and B2B team. And I've been with Discount Tire going on three years now. Uh, it's, it's really, it's been a blessing to to be a member of this team and, and work with some really great folks over here at Discount Tire. Um, for those of you who, who aren't, may not be as familiar with our brand, we're the, the largest independent tire retailer in the United States. We have 1,150 stores in 40 different states today. Um, our, our company is 100% um, privately held, company owned and operated. And to this day, we, we very much so still are the, the family business that we've been since day one. Uh, Prior to my time at at Discount Tire, uh, I I had the opportunity to work for the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, and uh, most of my career has been been on the sales and business development side, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm based here in in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's a a beautiful winter day here, 65 degrees and
0: sunny.
2: Yeah, well, it's 22 at my house, Kevin, so uh, knock Mm -hmm. it off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it it's eleven degrees in Cleveland, Phil. The colder weather's coming your way. I think you right, are gonna get like 30 below
2: it. You're welcome to keep it
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, enjoy that 65 degrees. I'm sorry, it's so chilly, Kevin.
1: <laughs> you know we're, our lows are getting down into the 30s and 40s, and you, you see people bringing out the winter coats and it's you know you you would think that uh that, that we're in the middle of a blizzard, but it's just oh, yeah. just another day in the desert for us.
2: 30s and
0: 40s is when we put our shorts back on. <laughs> uh, that's great. No, it sounds like you have a lot of great experience in the tire industry, and Discount Tire is a great company. It's one of uh one of the national account providers that most of the fleets use. I'm sure that they're gonna be familiar with uh with the brand. Um, but it's a really good um opportunity to get you on to really talk about tire safety. Phil and I talk a lot about you know, Phil makes a good point, like there's only a small amount of rubber that's keeping. That vehicle on the road and we rely pretty heavily on making sure that that little piece of rubber is safe and and doing its job to keep that vehicle safe so we thought it'd be good to have someone actually come on talking about tires because sometimes maybe people aren't believing us
2: <laughs> yeah and i'll tell you about it. I, I i think that that sometimes is uh, people generally don't give a lot of thoughts to their tires, right? And you know, unless it goes flat, and then they start complaining because they didn't maintain their tire and it went flat. But um, you know, people really should check their tires. I mean, I, I think on a weekly basis, right? Because you hit one pothole, which Pennsylvania is known as the land of the pothole, um, <laughs> it can change the, uh, the the air pressure in your tire. So uh, think about that. It's about the size of your hand, is what. For of those patches that's what your entire car is is, is running on right uh, acceleration braking steering everything dependent on those four piece you know pieces of rubber touching the road so it, it's obviously you know obvious why uh tires are so important and why it's so important to safety
0: right so maintaining those tires knowing how to read the tire what the tire is telling you when the tire is low or when the treads low what does that mean How is the tread wearing? Kevin, I assume we're going to talk a little bit about that today.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, safety is a big part of what we do here. It's, it's really ingrained in our culture and, you know, um, it's, it's important, um, to, to understand the basics. And typically, you know, we, we believe if you follow the basics, you know, you're, you're going to be safe over the road. Um, and, and we, we really like to, to educate our customers to make sure that giving them the tools and the facts and the information to make the right decisions for themselves.
0: Oh, that's great. So what what do you do for fleets? So if a fleet comes in and a driver comes in and says, hey, I need an oil change, I assume Discount Tire can, can also look at the whole vehicle as far as uh, other no. service?
1: We'll probably recommend them to one of our partners or... Or uh, okay. some of our friends down the street, we, we, we at Discount Tire, we're, we're tires, and we, tires wheels, and wiper blades only. Uh, okay. So it's, a, it's a specific part of who we are. And a lot of the, the specialization that, that we've done in our business is, is really focused on that wheel end assembly. And our goal is to keep our, our customers safe, whether they're fleet or, or retail and consumer customers, really at that, that contact point, like you said, Phil, that, that part that hits the road. Um, and because we specialize, and because we ha- we don't do um, a lot of those additional services such as oil changes, it's allowed us to really uh, perfect our approach, um, and and do some things a little beyond, say, the industry standard for for safety and for quality and and the level of service we provide.
0: That's great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but you do have fleets come in, right? I mean, we Don't, can come in and with our fleet vehicle and get tires. I know I see discount oh, tires go up on my bill. <laughs> the,
1: the, okay. The fastest growing portion of our business. And,
0: oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. But still, how do you treat a, a driver when they come in and say, I need tires? Well, I mean, how do, how do you approach that?
1: Our team, first and foremost, we're, we're going to gather some information. So for, for us, we call that the visit the vehicle process. And we we have a, a mobility device. Um, it's like a like a digital scanning device, maybe a little bit larger than a cell phone. And uh, our team are going to walk that driver out to their vehicle, and we're going to take a look at at all five tires in that vehicle. So, you know, your all four tires that are touching the road and also the spare. We're going to do a few things during this process. So, on that that scanner that I mentioned, typically there's a little um, you know, laser tread scanning device that sits on the back of it. Uh, And what we're going to run that over the face of the tire um, three times. So we're gaining laser accurate tread depth data uh, on, on all five tires. We're going to check the air pressure. And then we're also going to scan the VIN of that vehicle. And by scanning the VIN of the vehicle, We're learning exactly what that vehicle is down to the trim level, down to the wheel size, um, and the original equipment that that vehicle was initially sold with. So all of this data that we pull in this, let's call it a three-minute process, um, that's going to come right down into our point of sale. And built into our point of sale, we have a, a proprietary fitment guide that takes... All of the original equipment manufacturers' recommendations, and then also you know, what does and does not fit on that vehicle. And so we can compare hey, what do we have available versus what exactly is this vehicle that, that we've just identified? Um, and, and the accuracy of this data is really, really important for us because it helps us have, have a, a conversation around the facts and where that customer is currently at you know, on their journey.
2: Kevin, so uh, I, I would imagine that that laser scanner is probably just a little bit more accurate than the penny test, uh, right? <laughs> and, and then the other thing that I love hearing you say is that you check the VIN to see what the original equipment was, is uh, or was. Can you speak to that and why it's so important that you stay with manufacturing specs with tires?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up, Phil. We had um, one of our, our largest customers, um, two weeks ago reached out and had some questions around upsizing and what they're seeing a lot of in with, with many of their clients today is, you know, Hey, they're, they're out in West Texas. A bunch of their drivers are, are driving Ford F-150s, F-250s, um, you know, a lot of pickup trucks and, you know, they're, they're coming in for tires and they're, they're constantly upsizing into larger sizes and, uh, you know, the, the concern of the fleet is was is, well, you know, how's this gonna affect my vehicle? Is this is this even safe? And one of the, the benefits to being able to pull that VIN data, you know, from the vehicle is we can scrape that against the manufacturer's recommendations. And and our system, like our, our actual fitment guide and point of sale, won't even allow, um, won't even allow our people to complete a transaction if it doesn't fall within the manufacturer's safety guidelines Um, and you guys can probably imagine, you know, you drive a big pickup truck, you want a fancy set of wheels and a really good looking set of tires on there. Mm -hmm. Well, anything we do is going to, is going to remain safe. Um, And, and there's many different ways. I mean, we could, I mean, depends on how far down this rabbit hole you guys want to go, but there's a few different things that, that could affect, you know, how that vehicle drives. But, at the end of the day, the safety piece is the most important.
2: Um, that's good to hear. I mean, that, um, yeah, I've seen some uh, some jacked up <laughs> vehicles over the years, uh, and and uh, I really have uh, in doing some crash investigations. I've attributed, you know, the imp- improper tires or poor tires in any number of collisions that I've investigated. You know, uh, just just going again, the rubber on the road, where the rubber meets the road, and 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 uh, I put that in as a a factor in the cause of the crash so really important that you stay within those oem specs
0: yeah i have an example of where we drive minivans for our fleet and um you know we can um put on all weather tires they're snow rated they're not snow tires they're, they're just snow rated tires um, but i had one driver who was putting on all-terrain tires and he actually convinced the shop to do basically you know pickup truck all-terrain off-road tires and I'm like, how did you get a shop to approve that? Um, and, and, of course, it was not a national account shop. It was an independent shop. And he just said, hey, put those on. Um, but that's going to it's gonna make that vehicle handle a lot differently than the original equipment, you know, tire. Handling
1: is, is for one, Bob. You're absolutely right. You know, let's say in, in very severe upsizing issues, you know, it's going to affect the handling. It's going to affect the ride comfort it's gonna affect the fuel efficiency. Um, you know, in, in city typically, uh, it's that fuel efficiency is gonna, gonna drop and, and you're not gonna see the, the sort of efficiency that you may have beforehand. On the highway, depending On how much upsizing was done, you might actually see a more efficient ride. Um, again, in severe cases, especially when it's outside of the, the safety parameters of the OEM, it's not gonna matter. You know, it's the fuel efficiency is going downhill no matter what. Um, mm. Other things to keep in mind, you know, for instance, you know, if you upsize into a larger tire and wheel, um, the the actual reported mileage on your odometer won't be accurate. Um, and there's plenty of calculators online that they can help you figure out what the true mileage of that vehicle is. But it's, it's another thing to consider. Um, yeah. And speed one, limit,
2: right, Kevin? It, won't that affect you know, what what is on the speedometer? You know, uh, so, oh, just, I wasn't speeding. You know, my radar set, is set, going set otherwise cruise
1: right. control for seventy five, and uh, right. in, in reality, you're doing seventy nine. <laughs> right. So, right, it right. could be it could be a fast way to get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Well, so when's the uh, right time to change tire? Um, when they're bald? When when you see the the, the, the steel tread in there? When sure. it pops? Well,
1: that's a great question, Bob. I mean, if you know, on slide two, I'll I'll reference, you know, there's, there's a few key numbers we want to keep in mind here. And the most important of all of these is, is six years. So, you know, we recommend replacing any tire that's been in service um, for six years or longer. And the reason for that is past that six year mark, your that, that tire is much more susceptible to, to weather checking, um, that it's, it's aged, it's been put through, um, you know, a much longer lifespan at that point. You know, when we think about how a tire is built and what goes into it, the, the tire is, is really not what holds the vehicle and holds the weight of the vehicle. That's, that's, that's what the air pressure is for. So that air is what is holding that vehicle and holding all the weight you put in that vehicle. The tire is simply a tool to hold the air in. And so, if you, if you guys would imagine, you know, if you take a rubber band, for instance, and you have this brand new rubber band right out of the package, and it's it's fantastic, and it's really, really stretchy, and you can move it back and forth as much as you want, um, that rubber band is fantastic, and it's, it's in really good shape. Well, you take the same rubber band, and you go put it outside in the Arizona heat or in the, you know, Ohio winters, and you let that go through a cycle of Really, really warm, really, really cold. You're stretching it all the time, and you do that for six years. That rubber band is not going to have the same uh, strength that it maybe once did. Um, and, and some of that's just just because of time and the stress it has been put under over that time. Um, whether that tire has been sitting out, you know, in your in your the side of your your house on a on a vehicle you might not use every day, or if it's being driven on on a regular basis, um, it. That, that six year mark is really, really important. And, and to the point where at Discount Tire, we, we've gone and taken it a step further. You know, We have certain service guidelines we follow in order to maintain this, this level of safety. Um, for instance, any any tire that's 10 years or older, our team will, won't, won't touch. So what I mean by that is, if you come in and, and request us to rotate, a set of tires that, that is 10 years or older. Our answer is, you know, Hey, politely, uh, we don't feel safe um, taking responsibility for the service of these tires. We highly recommend that, that we look at some options, you know, to put you into a set of products that are safe. And that's an extreme example. Um, But let's, let's look at eight tires that, you know, are six to 10 years old, kind of in that, you know, Hey, it's probably not the safest, but you know that that, that may be an, an instance where we'll rotate but we won't dismount and put that tire back into service um, mm. so it's a it's it's kind of a that structure that we've put in place has helped us educate our customers on what's safe and what's not um, and of course we're, we're always going to do our best to to work with the customer and make sure that that we're doing what's in their best interest and and communicating very clearly the why the why behind it
0: that's great you you referenced uh, uh, slide two and for our audio listeners um, you know Kevin's showing some slides uh, and they'll be on YouTube so if you want to see these slides just go over to our YouTube channel fleet safety geeks and um, feel free to look at look at it there and uh, while you're there give us a like and why don't you subscribe <laughs> um, but yeah getting back to the age of tires uh, I've seen tires that have like little cracks growing in the sidewall um, and I think it's called like dry rot. I mean, tires and the rubber just wears out over time, right? Some
1: of our, um, some of our friends at some of the major tire manufacturers might call that weather checking. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it, it, it comes back to that rubber band example. It's, it's simply sure. age. And, um, you know, if you had a tire that was six years or older and didn't have at least a little bit of that weather checking, I, I would be surprised.
0: Gotcha. Okay. A lot of this,
1: Bob. Again, a lot of this is going to vary upon environment. Um, you know, I, I know out here in Arizona, things are really, really dry, and that may lead to to tires, you know, having some of those effects a little sooner than than in maybe more humid markets.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right um so it says on slide two you know you you talked about the age you know the air pressure and then the tread depth it says replace it four thirty seconds is that when you know you always hear like oh your tires are a six right like what's a six is that six 30 seconds <laughs> so
1: so 30, t- tread depth is measured in 30 seconds of an inch so um you know these are literal centimeters centimeters and and really this tread you know a new tire today D- depending on the vehicle, you know, it typically would start with 10 or 11, 30 seconds of tread depth, but, but really only six to seven of those, those 30 seconds are, are usable. Um, you know, when we get down to four 30 seconds, uh, that that's where we would recommend replacement or a very, uh, replacement in the very near future. And, and it comes down to safety. I mean, if you take a new tire and this is, Generally speaking, um, you know your your stopping distance in in wet conditions, um, the average stopping distance will be around 160 feet. Whereas if if you get down to one that stopping distance is almost twice as far. You know you're looking closer to 300 feet. Um, again, I'm I'm speaking you know generally. Um, it's, it might vary vehicle to vehicle and tire to tire. Sure. Um, yeah. But really, when, when we talk about safety, anything two thirty seconds or less needs to be replaced immediately, and and that's where you know to 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 use our best practices as another example. We talk about something that's critical to safety. We do not service tires that are that are two thirty seconds or less. You know, it's, it's you know could could often be a, a conversation with a customer where we do a little education. Um, but this data, um, we're not. Just making these numbers up. I mean, a lot of this data comes from the the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration a and and that's where we've built this this guideline for our customers. And, and Bob, if you want to flash to slide one, it kind of gives a great visualization of how that stopping distance will will kind of degrade over that tire's life cycle as you're wearing more and more tread off of that tire.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah.
0: to uh, go ahead, Phil.
2: No, that's a fact. Go ahead,
0: Bob. Well, I was going to say, we always tell our drivers that we replace it four thirty 30 seconds, especially if they challenge us. You know, they say, my tire's got 20,000, you know, miles on it, and it's, it's like completely used up. We send it to the shop, and it comes back at 7 or 6, 30 seconds. And I say, we replace it four thirty 30 seconds. Now, sometimes I will replace at six thirty seconds. If the driver's already in the shop, getting an oil change, and based on their driving history, they might be at 4:30 seconds by the time they come in for their next oil change. So I'll just do it now. So I don't have to, you know, have them come in twice, you know, and get tires later. Um, and it doesn't really hurt at 6:30 seconds to replace them a little bit early. Um, it, it could be a little bit of waste of money, but again, if, if their safety is at risk, you know, I approved that earlier, but I do tell them 2:30 seconds, anything lower than that is illegal and we can't have it on the road. So yeah, the, I'm glad your numbers say the same.
2: And just so people have an understanding as why tread is so important i mean if you if you think about it you know the, the more tired to road surface contact you have the safer you're going to be i mean that's why they have slicks on race cars right because you have more rubber touching the road again but the reason you need that tread if we lived in a world where it was dry all the time with no debris on the road the slick would be the thing right but you need that tread so it dissipates the water the snow the you know whatever uh that's on the road it has to get it out from underneath the tire. And unless you have good tread depth, it's just not going to work. So that's why it's so important for people to make sure that, you know, get, you know, get, get go in there and get the laser uh, and pull it out there and make sure yeah. that you have good tread depth because otherwise, next time it rains, you could hydroplane and get into a world of hurt.
1: Yeah, it's a great point, Phil. It's, uh, there's been an awful lot of research and development on the OEM side to, to put in. To figure out what the best way to build that pattern to disperse right. the water from underneath the tire, and and you could have the best pattern in the world and, and the latest greatest uh, you know tread tread block technology, but none of that matters if there's only two thirty seconds of tire tread left on that tire, um, because it the the grooves are are nearly nearly completely flat, so.
2: And if you right. don't mind can we speak now to air pressure and why that's so important also yeah again if it's, so we, if, it's, if it's not properly inflated you're not going to have good tread depth your your tire tread again touching the road surface if it, you mind speaking to that kevin
1: yeah you, you know you, you guys mentioned checking your air pressure once a week i mean that's that's phenomenal you got y- y'all are overachieving.
2: <laughs> uh, we
1: we we recommend a, a air pressure check and a tire inspection once a month. Um and for us that, that that can happen pretty quickly. I mean um at our stores we do that for free. It's it's a it's a, just something we like to provide for our customers whether or not you bought your tires at discount. Um something we do just to just to help keep folks safe. And that that every 30 day um, time frame is a, is a good good cadence to keep up with things. Um, typically, you know, like you could use a you could lose a few PSI over that time frame, but it also to, to do a visual inspection right alongside it is, is
2: important as well,
1: you know, to, to look for any anything, you know, uh, out of the ordinary. And um, gouges or bubbles that,
2: in the sidewalls, things like that. And so an underinflated tire and tell me if I'm correct here, Kevin, when it starts to rotate, it's going to, the center is going to suck up in and you're only going to have the edges running an overinflated tire. You're going to have the center of the tire just touching and you won't have the full flat, you know, the, the, the width of the tire touching it. Is that correct? It's,
1: you're absolutely right, Phil. It's going to, it's going to affect the contact patch. What, right. what actually hits the road. And mm-hmm. there's a great illustration of this on slide three. Um, you know, Bob. If you want to switch switch over there, we've kind of got a um, uh, a cutaway version you you're seeing here um, for the folks following us on YouTube. But on the left, you have a, your your typical what what the typical tire looks like as it contacts the road under proper inflation, and moving left to right here we see you know what an underinflated tire looks like, and the shoulders of the, of that underinflated tire are starting to touch the road, and what that means is the the kind of the center may start to rise up just a bit. But really what, what it means, Phil, is, is that the shoulders are wearing. They're the ones that are taking the brunt of the they're they're the ones that are taking the brunt of that. And the tire now is actually having to help support the weight in the vehicle. So under the proper inflation, it's the air is doing all of the weight supporting. And now under this condition, the tire is having to help the air out to help support that weight. And so when you underinflate a tire, um, or that you just haven't reinflated the tire in a while um, or haven't checked your air pressure on a regular basis. This is not only going to lead to um, a, an unstable condition for, for driving that the vehicle will handle as well, but more importantly um, you know, for a lot of the fleet folks out there, Hey, you're, you're going to start burning through rubber a little fast. Um, and, and once a wear pattern uh, an irregular wear pattern has started, it, it tep- typically snowballs on itself. So, you know, you might start off by only driving underinflated for a month or two, but once that process has started, that tire now has learned a new wear pattern and the tread is generally gonna wear faster. So not only are you driving in an unsafe condition, but the life of that tread is now, has now been compromised um, be- because of an underinflated condition. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Phil.
2: No, I, 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 well, I was just going to say to you, um, for those people who say, well, I don't check it unless the light goes on in my dash. <laughs> Can could, could you speak to that, Kevin?
1: Uh, absolutely. So, you know, the, the TPMS technology of today that's standard across the industry is is more of a... Look, if your TPMS light goes off, you have a significant issue, meaning probably has a slow leak or you've run flat or you've had a, what we in the industry refer to as a rapid air loss. Um, The the word blowout around here is kind of a dirty word, but uh, it doesn't really
2: happen that often. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I yeah. seriously, I, I can remember one time where I had a crash I investigated where it was an actual tire blowout and that was a sidewall blowout we won't mention the manufacturer or anything but that was years and years ago it just people oh my tire blew out no you had an air out you know um it, it typically does not happen am I correct in saying that Kevin
1: I I'm not you know I, I don't know I, I don't have any specific blowout data at my disposal, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is that typically if you're seeing um, your TPMS light go off, that means it's, it's not, hey, let's wait two weeks and take a look at this. It's, you probably should have taken a look at it last week or the week before that. Um, and it's, it's a problem that's been a problem that the TPMS sensor is only just now picking up. Um, there, there, are, there are a few companies out there today that offer um, kind of a step further, a step beyond your, your legacy TPMS technology. Um, some of them will actually install sensors in, in the, the inner liner of the tire. Okay. And, and these sensors can detect a slow air leak, in some cases, three to four weeks before the, the, the legacy TPMS sensor will. Um, granted, there's a cost to those types of technology, but one, one company that, that, that I've had the opportunity to work for and work with in the past is, is called Revo Technologies. And uh, Sanjay, the, the founder over there, has some really, really cool technology at his disposal. And, and they've done some really cool things in terms of taking a, a sensor and, and literally looking at, at all four tires, bringing all of that data together in one algorithm. And they can even predict, you know, when exactly that tire will fail based off of when the, the leak starts. Um, so there's some really cool stuff out there in the industry today.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's as we move forward, you know, especially in, in fleets that require constant uptime. Think guys, think autonomous, think delivery um, in, in those worlds. That's where this this uh, tire pressure tracking technology is really going to take off. Um But when we look at, you know, having proper inflation, there's, there's more than just being underinflated, right? So you could be overinflated. It can, it can go the other direction. And in an overinflated tire, um, you know, the the, the biggest point of concern there is, is you've overinflated the tire. So now the bottom of that tire kind of turns out like this and you've reduced that contact patch to the road. So, what was, you know, the footprint of the tire has just all of a sudden shrunk, sometimes even by half, um, because there's more air in that tire and it's kind of ballooned out a little bit, which is also relatively unsafe for driving.
2: Bad, right? Just plain bad.
0: Right? <laughs> Technical term. <laughs> hey, uh, we only have a, a couple more minutes here. So, Kevin, you had talked about your, uh, your, your triangle. Do um, you want to go to slide four and... Talk about the uh, the the triangle uh, thing that you had shared with us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So when we think about how a tire is built, and and uh, you know, a lot of the the major tire manufacturers, this is kind of the this is what keeps them up at night when they're looking to build a new product. Um, you know, tire compounding. There's there's an awful lot that goes into it, and a lot of very very smart engineering folks that figure out which compounds need to be added and, and in what amounts. But in reality, in order to build a tire that's going to perform well, there, there are some, some, serious, uh, some serious factors to consider. And typically, if you want the cost of that tire to remain the same, there's gonna be a trade-off. So if, if we imagine, you know there's this, and on slide four, you, you guys see kind of a, a tire triangle. And there's there's three main factors you have fuel efficiency you have wear resistance and then you have traction and traction you could swap the word traction out with say performance or ride comfort or even uh, road noise that traction is really what feature are you really trying to achieve with this tire and really there's you sort of have to make a decision, you know, how do we want this tire to perform? Do you want a really, really fuel efficient tire that has phenomenal performance and and fantastic traction and is quiet and is comfortable? Well, it's gonna be really tough to make a tire like that, that that also is very resistant to wearing, to premature wear or, or, you know, a tire, your typical tire might last 45,000 miles, but um, in this case, you know, if you're really focused on fuel efficiency and traction, well, hey, that, that mileage might come down to 25 or 30. Um, and so it's striking this careful balance between the, the different features and benefits uh, of each tire that, that a lot of the, the major, major tire manufacturers, that's, that's their biggest challenge. And of course, you could, you could try and achieve all three, but that's just going to make your triangle a little bigger. And, and what, we, what, what, what that translates to the consumer is a much higher cost. The larger the triangle, the more expensive the tire.
0: Makes sense. Well, I think from a fleet perspective, we want the wear resistance. We want it to last as long as possible. Uh, we want the better traction, maybe not as quiet. Um, and we want it to get us uh, 40 miles of the gallon. So, I mean, I guess we have to pay very <laughs> You're tire. For much Bob. You're
2: not asking for too much at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's great. Um you know this is all really good stuff and we could talk forever about tires. I think that your slides are really helpful um, for all those who are watching on YouTube. Again, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please go to YouTube and check this out. Um Kevin, is any of this information on the Discount Tire website or is there another resource you could direct people to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you can go to tires.com or discounttire.com and then we have a uh, kind of a tips and guide section. And there's a, there's a safety related page within our tips and guides, but basically we have all sorts of great information on there. Um, and we also have a, a proprietary online fitment guide where, where folks could go and you know, literally plug in your make model year and learn what different types of tires there are, um, see real customer data, real feedback from other folks that have used these tires um, and, and be able to compare, you know, it's one of the, one of the. The hallmarks of, of what we do here is we're brand agnostic. You know, we you see the, the Firestone poster behind me, uh, but but really here we're, we're focused on providing a phenomenal service experience for our customers and, and listening and being able to speak to the facts of, of the many different products out there. You know, I don't think anybody ever gets excited about going to buy a set of tires. You know, it's not the, not the sexiest thing in the world, but...
2: You haven't talked to Bob and I before, Kevin. (laughs) We love fires. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: we, want to be able to educate our our, our customers and our fleet customers um, to make the best decision for what makes sense for them.
0: That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about this. Uh, Phil and I talk about tires and tire safety all the time. So it's, it's really good to have somebody come on and and kind of back up what we're saying before we go. Does anybody have any last thoughts? Kevin, do you have any closing, closing thoughts or Phil? I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity
1: to get together guys. It was a great, great to be here. And um, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to any of the, the fleet events this year, but, you know, we go to AFLA NAFA, and NAFA and many of the big ones out there. And um, if anyone ever has any, any other questions about tires, we're, we're, always, uh, we're always right here and a, and a great resource. And thank you guys so much for the opportunity to be here.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for being on. And Phil, before you have any closing thoughts, I, I'll just kind of have the breaking news, but we're going to do live podcast um, broadcasts from NAFA at the NAFA uh, booth on the floor. So that'll be kind of exciting. We don't really have any of it planned yet, um, but we hope to have some interviews scheduled and, and, you know, take a few minutes to talk to some different people. So if you want to come on and talk about tires again, you know, please stop by.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys in Maryland.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds good. Phil, how about you? Any last thoughts?
2: Well, uh, Bob, when this one is uh, is put out there for uh, for the viewing public, um, it's going to be right into Super Bowl weekend. Okay, so I'm just going to get off tires for a second and say, hey, watch the impaired driving and watch out for those who are impaired. I'm going to say that especially to you, Kevin, being in the Phoenix (laughs) area. And I apologize ahead of time for all the rowdy Philadelphia Eagle fans <laughs> that are going to be there. It's my team. Okay. So <laughs> my apologies for that. But uh, yeah, just, just be safe and watch out uh, for these seems like these uh, go hand in hand with uh, some of the Super Bowl celebrations. Yeah, that's, that's a
0: good thing to say. I hope everybody was fine and enjoyed. The- Kevin, thanks a lot. I really appreciate this.